You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. The result speaks for itself. So glad I listened to you guys' advice. Go, 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 go. Go, 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 go. Go, 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 go. Welcome to episode 122 of the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast Championship Week, a podcast where the results speak for themselves. It's a new life motto for us. We might need to put that somewhere on the logo. We're going to put that on a shirt. It's going to be on a shirt from our, from our famed caller, Jeff. I'm Old just going to call him Caller. Caller. There you go. No high, no high roads here. No, nobody even knows. Nobody even knows what, what's up yet. So, so we're going to do things a little bit different. There's no Thursday night football. We're going to start this show off with a voicemail that we received this week. And uh, we'll go ahead and say the voicemail is brought to you by Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Patreon page. If you go to patreon.com slash garageguys, you can find some amazing tools that can help you succeed in fantasy football. It only costs about $8 a month. Unfortunately, we're at the end of the road for season long. DFS is still rolling strong. Rankings will still be there by the homeboy Drew Dean, Drewzifer, man myth legend of DFS content. And all you got to do is go check those rankings out. So if you're a subscriber to the Patreon page, you already know what's up. You're already killing it at life. You're winning because we're winners. That's what winners do. And you do that by being a loyal member of the Garage Fam because you're a subscriber, because you subscribe, because you get the, the nitty-gritty, the deep stuff. You get the real stuff. You get the good goods. Patreon.com slash Garage Guys. Get a subscription. Dominate through DFS. Dominate the last week of fantasy football. Because not only can you use the DFS rankings for, you know, for DFS, but, I mean, I, I would say you could probably use them for season long, too, because you're putting some pretty good guys up there. Am I right or am I wrong? Definitely. We have a few guys that have reached out on Sunday morning and asked if the rankings can apply for season long. And, of course, I say go ahead and ask me your question, but in most cases, yes. So there you go. Patreon.com slash garage guys. Let's go ahead and listen to the voicemail that we have, the only voicemail we have for the week from Jeff. Hey, Garage Guys. Hey, Garage Guy Chase and Garage Guy Other Guy. I'm sorry, I forgot your name again. This is Jeff. Hope you guys are doing well. I just want to let you guys know that this year I have listened to your show fairly faithfully since about summer when it was brought to my attention, and the result speaks for itself. I won my league last year. This year, I, I finished 8th out of 12. So I wanted to thank you guys for your advice. Thank you guys for being there for me. Um, again, the result speaks for itself. I'm so glad I listened to you guys' advice. Again, 8th out of 12th place when I won my league last year. You guys be good. It's a fun show. Have a good, have a good happy new year to you guys. Bye. By the way, bye. Okay. Jeff. <laughs> oh, Jeff. I'm so confused. It's like, you know. Uh, you know, I first I first listened. I had to listen to this voicemail like three times <laughs> before I could figure out what was going on. Yeah, I think and, my favorite part there at the end was like the chuckle with the 
little half chuckle and then like it's a fun show though and happy new years yeah that's that's where it's that's where it's sunk in so off off the jump you know jeff asks a lot of questions he uh he likes to he likes to make you um feel responsible for any decision he makes with his team and in fantasy football when you have a league and a team that you construct, you know, about fifth, I'd say maybe 20% of, of your judgment should come from articles, podcasts, radio, and the rest of it should be from you. Because in fantasy football, it's a game. You're gonna play it every year. Some years you're gonna you're gonna ride the wave. You're gonna be up high, up 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 in the tippy top of the mountain. And some some years you're gonna suck. And and some of the best in this industry had shit years. Some of the best in this industry had great years. It's just the nature of the game. But when you're at a point to where you can't make your own decisions for your league and for your team. And you've got to rely on somebody else to, to set an entire lineup at times. You might want to either pay somebody to, to play for you or just, just not play because it's, it, it's your team. It's your gut. It's your gut instinct. So hell, that, that was the most beautifully sarcastic voicemail I think I have ever received on this show. And it just got me hyped. And, and, and you should be hyped too, because He's been a listener since the summer, and he doesn't know your name. Do I have my green light? Caution lights out on the left side. <laughs> green, green light, go. First of all, let's get this out of the way. I'll go ahead and take the high road. Hi, Jeff. I'm Drew. Glad you're listening. We appreciate that. I'm slightly offended that I think we have different interactions, Chase. I think he hits you up for questions. and frequently either texting you or messaging you on Twitter. So I think that my perspective on this is a little bit different than yours. So there's that. Um, I'm happy to answer any questions you have related to fantasy, um, fantasy sports. I think on Sundays I probably have anywhere from 20 to 30 messages on Twitter or text message related to fantasy start or send them questions. Never had that question from Jeff. So you can find me at Twitter at Drew Dean and reach out with any kind of questions. I'm definitely going to prioritize the people that pay us on Patreon. But besides that, I'll do my best to get that info over to you in a timely fashion. Um, I, I guess that's, that's about it. Uh, I think that's it's kind of strange. I mean, <laughs> I think you, I think you were pretty clear, Chase. Like when you first brought me on the podcast, you were bringing me on because of my track record in DFS and season yeah. fantasy. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, you know, I didn't, you, you said it best um, in a conversation we had a while back, you know, you didn't bring me on this show because I knew a lot about, uh, about juice world and, and clout culture and, and rap and the, uh, the other stuff that I'm interested in aside from fantasy sports. I brought you here because you've been a dominant force of nature in, uh, in the DFS world and, and that whether you want to believe it or not, that resonates into season long and everything else. So, uh, so yeah, I, I brought you on to make this show everything that it could be. 
and needed to be. So before I got into fantasy sports, that's what I used to. I used to read articles. I'd watch TV shows. I would listen to multiple podcasts, multiple things. And then even after I listened to all that, I didn't care what anyone else said. I was going with my gut, with what I saw. With When I drafted a team and I put a team together, like that's my team. And I drafted that team based off of what I thought was going to happen in the season. You know what I mean? Definitely. And uh, I've had some years where I was dead wrong and it happens to everybody. And I'm man enough to admit that I've had some years where I was completely spot on. I've had a lot of spot on predictions and I'm not going to go into the, the meat and potatoes of, uh, of, of interactions with Jeff, but, uh, that's what I'm saying though. You have quite a few, right? Like I don't have yeah, to be specific. Yeah, that's yeah. why I said we have different perspective. Cause I mean, I, I haven't had any interactions with this guy. I mean, he didn't know my name. So, but I'm glad to help. And I mean, Chase, I, I think I said on this podcast and if he's been faithfully listening, I said that I've made the playoffs in every single league. Facts. And so, so you've had, you've had a better year than I I've, I've made, I've made the playoffs in about, uh, I made the playoffs in four leagues and I am only contending for a championship spot in one league now. You know, I haven't had the best 2019. This year's been a dip. You're still dominating. It's just that's how it happens, man. It's different for everybody. People have their players. They get hooked on different things. They, they roll and they rock and roll. And, um, and, and we just do us. You yeah. listen to the show for us. That's why you're here. You're for us. For sure. And we're trying to entertain. And half the times we go through these NFL Sunday rundowns and these recaps, we're, we're going off the – off the radar not even talking about fantasy half the time so i hope he's at least enjoying that piece and i mean that sincerely that is um, true 100 you know but I'm, I'm happy if he wants to you know start reaching out to me i'm happy to to help if he wants to pursue that next season and listen, but something jeff, tells me he might not want to maybe not but listen jeff <clears throat> here we go this is the last thing i gotta say to you man you're a great guy you like to play fantasy you had a rough year you're looking for someone to blame. You can blame us. That's fine. But at the end of the day, your thumbs were the ones that selected those players and set those lineups every Sunday morning. Remember that. You can do everything right in fantasy football and lose out before the playoffs. Always. I mean, it's just it's a game of skill in a sense, but it's a game of luck. I mean, you can draft perfectly and get hit with injuries, for example. That's just the that's the most basic one, right? But yeah, it happens. It happened to me. Like, dude, like I said, in in these leagues, I was I uh, I lost in the Sirius XM uh, Independence Day Invitational. I was I was hyped just to be in the playoffs. I got into the playoffs in that league solely based on my points totals. I got past the uh, the fir- the quarterfinals, and then I was in the semifinals. You know, and um, and I got I got beat. So you got to move forward. And you got to prepare for next year. Yeah, another hey, another example too, and this is something you've experienced for sure in fantasy. You can have one of the you can look at your standings and sort by the most points, and you can be a, a team that scores in the top three or four in fantasy points. But depending on the schedule, you end up getting screwed because you play against one of the top scorers each week. You can't Very control true. that. <clears throat> you can't so can't there's there's a lot of stuff but i wonder like if jeff listened when we said when i said like pick up chase edmonds on the on the waiver wire or pick yeah. up just last week i said pick up pearman 
You know, like, I wonder. I wonder if he. <laughs> I wonder if he listened when I told him to pick up AJ Brown, like yeah. four I, weeks ago. And we have to trust too, Chase. And I, and you've said this yourself on the podcast after you after you say it. You have to be able to distinguish when you're going full chase wild boy mode and making some call about Royce Freeman scoring two touchdowns. You know, like that's yeah. not, that's not you saying that to go pick up Royce Freeman and start. That's him me saying I got a wild hunch. Yes. Yes. Uh, you gotta be able to distinguish between the wild hunch and take world, right? Take society, like hot take. Right. If I so. call a sure lock on something and I fuck up, you can blame me 100% and I will take it and I will tell you, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Like you, you get your feelings about players and you like them. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you got to be able to distinguish that, that shit because it's your team at the end of the day. You can listen to everybody in the whole wide world, but if you're not making personal calls on your team, you're not doing it right. So let's continue on. Let's move on. We've got, we've got our close statements out the way. Jeff, thank you for calling one last time for us. And so now let's get into it. It is the championship week. We're here. It is the end of the road. You're going to find out if you're going to get that prize money this week, if you're going to get those bragging rights. You're going to find out who's going to have to go shrieking through the quad, okay, who's going to win the toilet bowl, who's going to get the doo-doo bowl. Um, it's going to be amazing. And for all you Garage Fam listeners out there, we want you to send us your, your championship wins, send us your totals, send us the toilet bowls, tell us – what your, your toilet bowl winners are going to have to do to suffer the consequences of finishing last place. Because this is it. After this week, it's straight DFS, getting ready for these NFL playoffs. We're about to start revving back up for, uh, for, for the NASCAR season in 2020. Got a lot of different things we're going to be chatting about. Garage Talk's about to hit back up in full swing. That's going to be exciting. A lot of cool, fun topics we can talk about. Uh, got to start searching the what's trending on Twitter a lot more, a lot deeper now. So always, always fun to, uh, to take a little time to relax with some garage talk during the off season and uh, during the, the playoffs once fantasy football is over. So a lot of cool stuff coming up, but I uh, want to start off talking about the GGFS pro league uh, presented by sleeper. The pro league championship is between Adam Ronis and Mike Dempsey. Adam Ronis has Jameis Winston. Uh, looks like he picked up Mike Boone for, for the, uh, the Vikings. Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Tyler Lockett, Mark Andrews, Keenan Allen, Stephon Diggs, and the Ravens defense. And uh, going up against Mike Dempsey with Lamar Jackson, Ezekiel Elliott, Austin Eckler, Rashad Perryman, Emmanuel Sanders, Travis Kelsey, Devonta Freeman, Austin Hooper and the Broncos defense. So uh gonna be a fun, interesting matchup. We'll be uh we'll be tweeting about the uh, some score updates for the championship game in the pro league. Winner of the pro leagues getting a five hundred dollar cash prize from Sleeper and getting the uh GGFS jersey trophy of a player of their choice from their roster. So uh, going to be exciting. I- I'm excited to watch this matchup. I really am. Like, Sunday is going to be fun. And then uh, Drew is always just asking one more time, how many, uh, how many championship games do you have coming up this week? I made the playoffs in, in four leagues, but I championship in one league. Dude, the same thing happened to me. Yeah. And I have to do back 
backpedal and said, oh, I made playoffs in every league. There is one like random work league for a company. I don't work anymore that I'm, I did not make the playoffs. I didn't even, how does that work? I'm not even, I didn't, <laughs> yeah, I didn't participate. Do they still think you're there? Like you're like in the basement, no. like that one guy from office space. It's, <laughs> I wish that was the case. That's pretty okay, great. I'm going to burn his face down and my stapler. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just have to say this, man. I hate Yahoo fantasy sports and the fact that it's an old work league that I'm somehow still in combined with it being on Yahoo. I've just been submitting the same lineup every, every week. So gotcha. I don't even know like who's going on with that, but just kind of let it the, ride. Yeah. But the four leagues I'm in or that I consider myself in and made playoffs in all four. And then I'm in the, I'm in the playoffs and the one with the most money. So the, or I'm in the championship and the one with the most money. So second place takes four fifty, and, First place takes nine fifty, so I'm nice. looking forward. Looking forward to that. We do a two a two week playoff system too. So the first leg was this past week, and the second leg is this week. And I'm down eighteen points, I think. Got you. Okay. Well, I uh, on, on over on my side of it, like let's, we have literally have the same thing that's going on. But like I have that one league where I'm in a championship game. Um, I have a big dilemma though, and. I am going to literally on this show, I'm going to, I'm going to ask your advice right now of what you would do And this. There might be some listeners out there in the same situation. Um, I love my lineup that I have, and I've been riding the hot hand of Ryan Tannehill in this league now for weeks. Um, so I have, I have Tannehill, Emmanuel Sanders, Tyler Lockett, John Brown, Aaron Jones, David Montgomery, Jared Cook, and Le'Veon Bell. Okay. My issue here is my quarterback situation. We all know that Ryan Tannehill is playing against the New Orleans Saints this week. Who's your backup? Ryan Fitzpatrick against the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. So it's between, it's, it's, it's the, it's the two Ryans. It's the, it's, it's the Rye Rhines, and I'm going to go ahead and say this. I know I'll be getting a cash prize if I win this league, so with my money, whichever quarterback I end up choosing, I will be getting a jersey for them if I win. So I Is don't this your know. only question, though? Is it the QB? Is that what you're asking? It's just, it's just the QB. I'm cool with everything else. I don't know if I want a Fitzpatrick jersey or if I want a Tannehill jersey more. It'd probably be more feasible for me to get a Tannehill jersey, though, because I will be in Nashville Sunday with you. So, this is true. So, I, 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 my, my gut is telling me to play Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's my only issue. So, my advice would be, first of all, if you just ask me, like, Drew, like, what do you project them to do? I think they project to do, like, the exact same. Like, I would okay. say – that's probably what it is. It's just going to come down to who do you trust more, right? So there, here's some factors to consider, in my opinion. So we have Saints on a short week playing Monday Night Football against the red-hot Tannehill. Then we have Fitzmagic in the beautiful matchup. The tough part to me is you like both of these guys a lot. I love like You them. like both a lot. That's why it's so hard. It's so hard. I haven't had a tough choice like this all season. What's your feeling on Saints D? I mean, you're a Saints fan. Do you think they go on the so, road and put up? I really literally am, like, neutral, okay? So, like, I, I'm thinking, like, Tannehill is going to continue to do his normal thing. He's going to be fine. That's the one thing that makes me feel okay with keeping Tannehill, not overthinking shit, 
just saying, you know what? You've been playing Tannehill this whole time. You haven't made one change on your roster any week at all. You've just constantly been playing Tannehill. And that's what makes me think that Tannehill is going to do the same thing. And it's going to be okay. Now, with Fitzpatrick, it is a beautiful matchup. It looks great. But you know I'm one of those people where I'm like, well, it's always those one match, those matchups that seem like they're going to be great, and then they end up just completely just like terrorizing and folding on you. Like it's like all this time Fitzpatrick has been doing great, and then like here comes the one game we were all waiting on where he just like folds and just like crumbles to ashes, and it's the championship week, and that's my worry with him. I have some news for you. I'm in the exact same situation in my championship. Tannehill or Fitzpatrick. You're, you're, you're shitting me right now. No, I'm in the exact same situation. And I have them both. And I, I've already texted somebody and said I'm starting Fitzpatrick. So I'm, I think Fitzpatrick – okay, here's my rationale, final answer. At the end of the day, it's the Bengals defense. I really – how many times have we said on this podcast, stack the Dolphins game? DFS like it's going to be a shootout potentially I know that's burned us it burned us against the Jets but overall I just don't trust this Bengals defense whereas I can see the Saints defense showing up or not showing up like that's that to me that seems like a coin flip to yeah. me the Bengals defense showing up seems like almost a lock of not of not showing up for the Saints another thing that worries me is that you know AJ Brown's been great you know, the, the Saints team knows that they got to win out. They want home field advantage. They're there. Whereas the Dolphins and the Bengals are just like, we're just out here playing to play. And I feel like when you just play to play, it's, it's a little more relaxed and, and you can just kind of like take your time and make better decisions. Whereas the Saints, they're out for blood and they know they've got to win. And I, I definitely think they're going to win this game. And I'm looking at it as like you got uh, who who's the new guy we got J- Janoris Jenkins Jack Rabbit coming from the Giants, mm-hmm. so he's coming to play cornerback. So we got a new fresh cornerback on the team. He's going to want to show out. He's going to make sure either Lattimore, yeah, I think so. Either him or Lattimore are going to be all over AJ Brown, and then yeah, so, I think Lattimore's going to be all in AJ Brown. Yeah, he's going to be all up in his grits, dude. He's going to piss all in his grits. So then you've got Corey Davis, and then, of course, you got my boy Janu. You know, I, I, I definitely – you know, I can't talk bad about my boy Janu Smith. But um, – This but yeah, goes I back just, to our conversation, though. There's not a bad – go with your gut. There's not a bad play. I'm just choosing Fitzpatrick because I think he yeah. has a higher ceiling. I think Tannehill is your higher floor. My gut – my gut is – like I said, it's telling me to go with Fitzpatrick, so I need to trust my gut. And would you agree not that only that Patrick has a higher ceiling in this in these matchups. I know Tannehill's had some thirty plus. Statistically, statistically, yes, but I don't doubt the possibility that Ryan Tannehill will just go the fuck off either. But I think that both of these guys have a great chance of both going the fuck off. So it's like, what do you really have to lose? And I also think I would look way better in a white and orange and teal jersey that says Fitzpatrick on the back than a Navy one that says Tannehill because the only Navy jersey that this boy wants says Smith on the back. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Now you're thinking the way you should be. Forget all the numbers. Just go with what what attire looks better. 
Amen. And hey, and you're going to be in Nashville and you're a Saints fan. And if you play Tannehill, you're going to be secretly like hoping they score. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing I'm thinking of. I'm like, no, like I'm going to be there. I'm going to be rocking. I mean, I rocked the, the shocky jersey on Monday night. So, of course, I'm going to be rocking the Gleason jersey in Nashville on Sunday. So, I'm packing the Gleason jersey. Rolling I'm talking myself it. into playing Tannehill so we can have different things to root for. Oh, man. Okay, well, if you play Tannehill, you have to immediately buy a, a Ryan Tannehill jersey and wear it to the game on Sunday. Patrick, it is. Okay, all right. So, see, <laughs> imagine at the end of this, after, after we both win our championship games this week, we both get Fitzpatrick jerseys, and then we're and we're Fitzmagic there boys. There I we like go. it. Rock and roll. Okay. And this is and this is relevant too. I want to say this because there's a lot of people in playoffs right now. I know a lot of people are going to get uh, they're rambling about this topic, but there are a lot of playoff teams that I've seen that have Tannehill starting, and they're not sure. And they also have Josh Allen against the Patriots, and they're not sure. So yeah, this all applies, right? Like if you can find Fitzmagic or someone else on your waiver. It does. We're not just talking about Tannehill and Fitz, Fitz Magic. We're talking about situations where your QB has been carrying you all season or half the season, and now you're in playoffs and you don't like the matchup. That's happening in leagues. I actually, and I'll say this, I like Allen more than I like Tannehill. You're crazy on that one. Well, go back now. Go back to when the Bills played – the Patriots the first time. I don't think Allen had that big of a score. I think he had like what nine fantasy points, something like that back then. I could be completely wrong, but I'm pretty sure he had under 10 fantasy points. It's really hard to replicate that nine times out of 10. When a player does really bad against a team, when he gets back to him again, they do better. If they do really good early on, when they play him again, they do worse depending on certain situations. It's it's, it's the situation. The situation. But that Bills defense, you can't deny that they stood up to Tom Brady. And since they've already clinched a wild card, you know, in the playoffs, I think the Bills Mafia is going to be in full force. I think dildos are going to be flying in that game. It's going to be crazy. We're already getting into the rundown, and we hadn't even started it yet. We're we're going to talk about it. We're in the twilight zone. We are, man. Like, I'm telling you, like, well, we'll get to it more, but I don't know. Like, yeah, with the, the quarterback situations, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about them. We'll get into that. But I'm glad I got that question. We, so we've got our playoff questions out the way. I think that's really the only thing that I had that was been bothering me. So I'm starting to – Isn't it funny this, that I'm in the same exact situation though? That's wild. It's wild. It is. Like, literally. Like, I don't, I don't know what to think of it. Yeah. That's, I really that's, don't. That's and, I had, and I literally had no idea of that before this show started, Garage Fam. Crazy. I did refresh my app while we're talking here and make sure I was looking at that correctly. So wild. Yep. Wild boys. I do have to say you're crazy. You're a wild boy for you seem to just not care like about there's been situations where you've went against Patriots D, like Amari Cooper. And I think you have a thing against Patriots D. Like you want to be the one that gets it right when the Patriots D falls apart. Yeah, but not really because, like, it doesn't really matter if you're constantly saying that this this player is going to do this against them because then you're just taking shots in the dark. You know what I mean? Like, I'm basically, like, I really, like, I am kind of taking shots in the dark because, I mean, eventually they're going to implode. And, like, it just feel like it's just going to happen. But, like, it's more of the I would love to see it happen 
Right, right. Then, I just know there's been some messages you've sent me like, man, why did I say that about Patriots D? Yeah, I mean, the Patriots You might be falling for it again. I might be. I just want to see Josh Allen do just go Caucasian cam all over their ass. I just I want love to Josh see Allen. It. I, I told too. you I have I have a I have like some inner like conflict with myself because I should hate every every team in that division and yet I've always liked the Bills. I mean, I talk about it. I have too. But you I mean you look back to the you look back to the Kelly days, man. You know where you need to play Josh Allen is on uh, DFS Saturday slate. He's priced all the way down to five point yeah, three. He's yeah. he's way down. That's what I'm saying. So I'm saying, so hey, that looks good, guys. So I mean, if you're scared to play him in your tournament, you go play him in DFS, and then you get all the jitters out. I have a question. Yes. So when you say tournament, that's you saying season long, correct? I just want to make sure. Correcto mundo. Okay. So I use season long as one terminology, cash games for DFS, and then tournament for DFS. Like that. Right, because you're a DFS boy. Okay, I was just making sure you weren't using tournament in the same way I was. Like now tournament tournament leagues. Okay. Like DFS leagues and tournament leagues. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, that's the way I look at it. Like gotcha. Battle Royale. Okay. You know what I mean? Like head I had to, to square head. that away. We got it squared away. L7, weenie. <laughs> I want to go watch the Sandlot now. But, yeah, so that was uh, – that, that was – Playoff championship conflicts presented by Rent from Danny. Go to rentfromdanny.com, get you an RV, get you a travel trailer, get it right now. Literally go to Instagram, Rent from Danny, Facebook, Rent from Danny, Tumblr, Rent from Danny, anywhere, Rent from Danny. Just go to rentfromdanny.com, start your adventure today. Literally go anywhere. They got some awesome deals coming up. You want to you go to Disney World in 2020? We got some big savings on that. Right now, there's a promotion going on. You can literally get, I think it's 50% off your rental between now and the end of the month. So if you want to do it, you want to get it done, all you got to do is go to rentfromdanny.com, book your adventure now, and then save money and go have fun in an RV or a travel trailer. Rentfromdanny.com. We're Danny Boy. Danny Boy Podcast. Official. Hey, we need to get Danny Boy to either endorse the Patreon page or the eventual website. Big facts. Yeah. We'll have like a rent from Danny, like embed code where like you can like be reading something about a player and then you can also book a, a rental right by it while you're reading about who to start and who to sit. There you go. Amazing. This is the kind of stuff that happens if you ever got me and Danny connected. I'd start, you know me, I'm always business savvy trying to, trying to whip a deal. Oh, you! I'm telling you, you're going to be coming to some NASCAR races this year. You'll get to meet Danny. We'll be, we'll, we're going to be in the rent from Danny RVs at these NASCAR races this year. So, like, we're we're all going to be about the rent. From, we're going to be decked out rent from Danny, handing out some free garage guys gear, handing out some rent from Danny gear, some dad's camper outlet gear, some garage Jeff can guys come get gear. free gear. That's right. Yeah, Jeff, free gear time, man. Come get some free gear. Finally got those free shirts. Finally got him, man. Rent from Danny. Be a rent from Danny shirt. Be All can be forgiven in one race. Amen. So uh, one, one more thing I want to talk about before we get into the, uh, the Sunday Slate rundown. Um, if you guys that follow me on Twitter and Instagram, I put a tweet out and a video out today um, about George Kittle. 
Um, so last year I went to Taco Bell during the playoffs and I decided to just make up a completely fake promotion where you got a free Doritos Locos taco. If you started George Kittle in the fantasy football playoffs and last year it worked and I literally got a free Doritos Locos taco. So today I'm driving and I'm, I'm getting hungry. I'm ready to go eat. And I couldn't figure out what I wanted. And originally, you know, I was going to go and grab me. Uh, I was, I was thinking about going to get some sushi today. And I was like, I'm going to get me some sushi. It sounds good. And then I saw the Taco Bell sign and I said, Oh shit. Man, sushi to Taco Bell. Yeah, I know. Right. So, you know, I, I didn't really want Taco Bell at first, but when I saw that Taco Bell sign, I said, shit, I was like, I haven't done my George Kittle promotion yet. I haven't redeemed my free Doritos Locos taco. So I'm like, okay, I got to do this. Got to do it for the garage fam. Got to do it just in general. So I roll up, get the camera out, hit record. And I made the video. And for the second year in a row, I claimed a free Doritos Locos taco for starting George Kittle in the fantasy football playoffs. So great A material. Yes, and I mean, and it was good. And and once I got the free Doritos Locos Taco, it just it just tastes better. And like, it, it anything that's free tastes good. And then, well, not everything that's free tastes good. But most things that are free taste good. But then it also just tasted like amazing because it's always great to have George Kittle on your fantasy football team. So like, you just you're sitting there and you're taking a bite out of that free Doritos Locos Taco that you finessed out of a Taco Bell. And you just think about the great weeks of, of games and good fantasy points that he just put up there. And then you think about him basically playing with like a fucked up ankle. And then you think about how he's like a WWE superstar in the NFL. And you think about his crazy looking haircut and you think about just wild boy timing with George Kittle. So George, you got to come on the show. You got to tell us what your favorite meal from Taco Bell is or something of the sort. You know what I mean? Like you got to do something. So it was, uh, it was amazing. So I encourage everyone, go to your local Taco Bell and uh, claim a free Doritos Locos Taco if you started George Kittle in the fantasy football playoffs. Hell, claim a free cin- uh, cinnamon twists for, uh, for, for picking up Lamar Jackson off the waiver wire in week two. You can literally just say anything you want and claim something for free from Taco Bell. It's amazing. And be sure to go check out the video of you doing it. Yes, big time. Go check out the video, like and retweet, leave comments, whatever, and just let's just spread it across the fantasy football universe. <laughs> I'm imagining someone listening to this and they're just like, oh, he's just making this up. Now, the, the video's there. Yeah, it was a real video. This really happened. Uh, even got the Taco Bell lady to say that she loved George Kittle, but it cut off the love part. So it's just her saying George Kittle. And then I, so I had to go back on there and be like, yes, we love you, George. All right. The NFL Week 16. Saturday slash Sunday <laughs> rundown. All right, Saturday, one o'clock game Eastern time. Texans Buccaneers. Now, the way that I'm going to do this, and you can kind of name your players how you want. I'm just going to tell you players that I that I would recommend to start in a championship game. And, of course, you're going to have your takes on DFS, and that's fine. So just because of where we are, there's only literally two people in every league that are playing this week. 
It's going to just come down to who you need to be playing or who I would recommend to play. <clears throat> Starting with the uh, the Buccaneers side of the ball. <clears throat> this game is in Tampa. Obviously, you're starting Jameis Winston. You know what you're going to get out of him. Interceptions, touchdowns, whatever. But it's different this week. Chris Godwin and Mike Evans are both out. They're done. And there's a huge narrative going on right now about Brashad Perryman being a trap play. And I feel that because it's just like it just – it doesn't feel like it could happen. You know what I mean? Like it just feels like now that, you know, Godwin's out of the picture, it's like they're going to all have to be all over Perryman. And then you got uh, you got Scotty Boy, Scotty Miller. And then you've got uh, – I, well, I can never remember the other guys. Justin name. Watson. Justin Watson. There we go. So the only player that I am A-OK starting – in this game for your championship would obviously be Jameis Winston. But this also leans me to believe that because of the wide receiver issues that they're having, that they're going to be running the ball a little bit more. So we, we saw, you know, uh, last week, I want to say it was, uh, you know, Derek Henry had a pretty decent game, but let's be real. Like Rojo, is no Derrick Henry, and then Peyton Barber is no Derrick Henry. But combined together, as far as, like, who I think is going to be the the better running back play would be Rojo just because of PPR. But are you starting either one? I don't, I don't think that you can I agree. at this point. I don't think that you can take that that big of a gamble this week. So I'm really only comfortable starting Winston. Now, on the other side of the ball, tournament rise, you know, Deshaun, you have to. D-Hop, you have to. Will Fuller, I think, is still questionable again this week. But even with him playing last week, we saw Kenny Stills doing shit. So, Watson and Hopkins, your usual suspects there. And then if you're in a deep league, you got Carlos Hyde. I don't mind starting Carlos Hyde either. Because Carlos, even though he's going up against some tough run defenses, they're still feeding him the rock. He's still making things happen. So he's kind of just like locked in there for your the really deep leagues. Like, you know, 14 mans. And, you know, if you if, if you got a 12 man and he's really the only option there, you do what you got to do. But uh, usual suspects for this game, this is, should be a really good game, um, especially with Watson and Winston. So I'm really loving that that combo of a stack. So it'll be a great game. And it's also in turn should be a great DFS game. So, I mean, what are you thinking on that side? Yeah. So I'll do some quick hitters on the, everything you said, then I'll switch. Um, if you're in the playoffs and you're in the championship, you're most likely not needing the Tampa Bay running back. So hopefully you don't have that problem. Uh, Perriman could go either way. Right. I mean, it's either the, the narrative of he gets double covered. He's the attention um, or, the defensive scheme really isn't trying to double team and he does fine. I want to call out OJ Howard ceiling game coming because I think that if there's a chance for, I know he's been a huge bust, but somebody's got to catch the ball. Um, and I wanted to clarify too, Scotty Miller's on is out. So I think you mentioned him, him playing. So Perriman and Watson are literally the only healthy bodies at receiver. They probably going to sign some, some random people off the practice squad. Um, but, yeah, just wanted to recap that and clarify the Scotty Miller take. Um, and O.J. Howard is my is my strong take. Before I go to DFS, any thoughts on that? 
No, I'm listening. DFS okay. time. I got okay, some lineups on Sunday, man. I was waiting to hear your if, I, <laughs> if you if you liked OJ Howard or not. If you thought I was crazy. Well, with OJ, I mean, it's just like you said, it's just kind of been a bust. Like if I'm if I'm gonna look, uh, and like I said, I don't think that anybody in the championship is gonna have OJ Howard or Cameron Brait. But I mean, I'm always gonna lean Brait over OJ just because they, they're gonna get down there in the end, and like he's just the touchdown monster. So. Yep. I got you. I can see either one of them, honestly. Somebody's got to catch the ball, so just look to be creative if you think Perriman's going to get get that double team. Um, DFS, this QB slate, all the ownership is going to go to these two QBs, Winston and Watson, and rightfully so. The other two matchups are you got golf against San Francisco, Garoppolo against the Rams, Brady against the Bills and Allen against the Patriots. Yeah. So uh, that's why I wanted to bring up that point when you talked about Josh Allen is, I mean, if you're playing playing it safe, you want to play Winston or Watson. I, I prefer Watson for sure. But if you have a stand on one of these QBs that no one's going to play or that small ownership's going to play, then here's your chance to play Tom Brady or Josh, Josh Allen. So those are the two lowest priced quarterbacks on the Saturday slate, correct? Yes. Okay. So, yeah, and out of those two, obviously, you go with Josh Allen. I would go with Josh Allen out of those two just because of the running ability. Yeah, I can see both sides of it. I think Brady's going to probably throw for two touchdowns. So, if you think Josh Allen gets – Josh is going to have to run for his life, obviously. I mean, like, if if that defense is coming after you, I mean, you're going to be scrambling like a motherfucker. So, I would think that that – Allen would be the better play because he's going to be able to get out there and just do his do the do the Caucasian cam shuffle. You know what I mean? I'm just waiting for him to rip open the Superman chest one day. Um, that would make your day. It would. But yeah, those are only tournament uh, DFS tournament plays. You don't want to be playing anybody but Watson or Winston in cash, and I strongly advise Watson just because the receivers being out with Winston. Word. Um, and going into the Bills Patriots game, um, of course, just taking quick hits on tournament. I actually am a big fan of Beasley over John Brown. Um, if I had Beasley in my championship game, I'd start. I'm not saying John Brown's going to have a bad day, but I just already know who John Brown's going to be facing up against, and uh, don't really know how I feel about that. So I think Beasley is going to be the better play. Um, I think that it's going to be a slot boy showdown with Edelman and uh, and Beasley. So slot boy showdown at 4:30 Eastern time. Beasley Edelman slot boys. So big big slot game. Um, and then also, um, other than that, I would probably just if, especially on a showdown, I would look at just probably playing both defenses just because I don't think it's going to be stupid high scoring. But. Yeah, I don't, want to, I don't want to talk too much about this one, so I'll just leave it with what you said other than if I had to choose Beasley or Brown, I guess Beasley, but try in season long to start other people if you have them. If you have injuries, then look to, to play these guys. And between Michelle and James White, I'm sure there are some people out there in the championship game that have – uh, James White. So, I mean, obviously, I, I like James White over Sony Michelle for the okay. Patriots side of the ball. The Bills with Singletary, I mean, I'm just not 100% comfortable starting him against the Patriots defense. 
Um, Oddly, though, we've seen the running back against the Patriots do okay in a few games, so it's not the worst start just because they seem to scheme and game plan to shut down certain things, and a lot of times that will lead to some weird, like, long runs up the middle and stuff. Just something right. I noticed. I'm not saying feel, it's a great play. I just feel like the door is wide open. There's going to be a lot of dildos on the field. You don't really know what's going to happen. <laughs> Here uh, we go. Now we're talking. There could be some tables broken. You just got to be careful because, like, if he trips over a a, a, a Coleman table from Walmart, you know, there's, there goes your ankle and there goes your whole fantasy season. So, I, you know, I, Chase, I hate to let you down, but it's at New England. Yeah, but but still, Bills Mafia is not far away from Foxborough. <laughs> they they're gonna bring all that equipment there. You don't think that these th- this is their Super Bowl game? They get it twice a year. You know what I mean? They're yeah. traveling. They're I believe be- they're traveling, but I don't think we're gonna see the antics on the field, like the stuff that gets thrown on the field. You think we are? Oh, you'd be surprised, man. You'd be surprised. Like they could literally just like they like some of these people like they're probably just shoving in their pants and just walk around. They should be like, "Hey, bro, it's my dick." Whoa, and they'll just pull it out and it's like, "Ha ha, tricked you." And then they'll break a table and then they'll just sling it at Tom Brady's helmet. So, you know, you gotta watch out for these Bills Mafia guys. That's all I'm saying. Like they don't play around. Not but, many um, podcasts that can go from serious fantasy football analysis to that and back amen. and forth all rundown. That's why you love me, baby. That's, that's, why, that's why Garage Fam loves it. You got to love it. But, yeah, um, other than that, like I said, this is a slot boys game. If you got one of those guys in, in your tournament league, Beasley or Edelman, they, there you go. They're, they are for sure game time go boys. Um, the Rams 49ers game, though, at, at, at 8.15 Eastern time on the Saturday slate, I think this is going to be a fun one. So the Rams just got their asses handed to them by the Cowboys. 49ers have kind of been coming off of some some woes, some highs and low woes. They beat the Saints. They lose to the Falcons. How does that happen? Um, obviously, I think the 49ers are going to pull this one off, but I think this is going to be a close game. I think that Sean McVay is going to have these guys fired up. If you remember earlier in the season, we said Sean McVay is a werewolf. And I think that he's bringing the Wolfsbane, um, and he's going to be putting it on Jared Goff. I think that this is going to be a uh, a very fun, entertaining game where uh, where we see Cooper Cup actually come back to life. So if you have Cooper Cup in your tournament leagues, I think that with all of the the, sh- the shitty things that have been happening with Cooper Cup owners lately, I think it all gets turned around in this game. So if you have Cooper Cup and you've been debating on whether you should play him or not in the championship game, play Cooper Cup, don't overthink it, and just rock and roll with it. He's my 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 big guy that I like in this game. And on the 49ers side of the ball, I'm not I, I'm not even confident in going with the running back system at this point, just because like it's it's tough. But a lot of people that have picked up Mostert off the waiver wire, if you've already picked him up, you've been riding him, you got you gotta give him a shot. And you got to keep him there in the flex or wherever else you got him at. I don't know where you have him, but there's a lot of weirdly constructed teams that are in the, the championship game. There always is because of the the deep sleepers, the people that get hurt, stuff like that. So I do like Mostert. I'm just gonna kind of keep riding him, even though what we have with uh, did did Coleman outscore Mostert uh, in that Falcons game? I'm not too sure. I can check real quick. Yeah, we we can check it out, but I, you roll with Mostert, and then I, I say Debo. Coleman had four. 
Okay, okay. So no, what well, didn't happen? So Mostert's your guy. Um, another why, hey, shout out to Jeff. Another tidbit: I, I said Mostert, go get him before before most. Hey, hey, look out! Get Sorry, Jeff, Jeffrey. It's, it's he's still on my mind. My name is Jeff. Yeah, I've I've moved on to Cincinnati because that's the next game. <laughs> but uh, did you record? Did you record them practicing or playing? Um. No, because when Fitz Magic is around, you don't have to record anything because okay. he's a wizard and he sees the future. Valid point. So Valid it's, point. it's okay. Um, but I do want to say with the 49ers, loving Emmanuel Sanders this week and uh, leaving it at that. Bengals, Can George Kittle be stopped? Um, is it possible? You know – I honestly just see like Jalen being all over him. <laughs> like, so I'm going to be real with it. Jalen Ramsey is going to be all over George Kittle. I mean, he's obviously you got to play. Think him. They're going to put him on him. That's why that's, I mean, he just like, he's just somebody you don't even talk about. He just, he's a must. He's a, he's a half to play. I'm not going to tell you to bench George Kittle. I just got a free to Rio's taco from the man. Yeah, but he's just somebody you don't even talk about. It's it's an afterthought. You he's no, just sure yeah. lock. You know what I mean? I agree with you. I wanted more of your opinion on just like this guy. I'm just I was trying to kind of point out like this dude has gotten to the point where he's just such a monster. Like, I don't know if anyone can stop him. He is literally the Joker. He is the Joker of the NFL. Yes, but they, yeah, they're Kittle. definitely going to put Jalen on him. That's 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 big facts. I don't know, man. Just watch. If they line Kittle up outside, I agree. If they play him on the inside, I think they're going to leave Ramsey on either Samuel or Sanders. But they know that if you don't have somebody damn good at their job, Kittle's just going to eat all fucking game on. Yeah. I mean, I, for the most part, I think it just depends on. And even if up. you put somebody good on him, he's still going to have a good game. Yep. Okay. So no worries there. Nobody should ever worry about it. I was literally about to pass on not even speaking of him because it's just a given. But I just like talking about George Kittle because he's like the new Gronk. Yeah, I ate my uh, ate my Doritos Locos Taco, and it was just kind of like you know, good times, bad times. It was enough. Yeah, it was enough, and and you just, you trust it and you roll. He'll definitely be in my DFS lineup. So, but uh, rolling into Sunday, gonna start kind of just kind of hitting quick on some of these guys. Bengals Dolphins game. Obviously, we've already figured out Fitzpatrick is the way to go out of this matchup. Um, if you do have him on a championship team, um, and then that's really the only player that I would recommend whatsoever. Parker. Well, there's Parker, but I mean, I guess honestly, you could really say that Devontae Parker could be on some championship games because he might be somebody that's been on the waiver wire for a long time in, in smaller leagues like you know eight mans or something like that he's on he's on the championship roster in a lot of teams i'm playing yeah. against him Ooh. he wasn't he was picked up on the waiver a long time ago Ooh. he's he, the... he's a um he's a must start at this point Ooh. i'm doing the patrick bateman face from the gif Ooh. from uh from american psycho Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Devontae I Parker. I couldn't let you continue. Sorry. It's okay. But Devontae Parker, yeah, I mean, he's like the number one target there. It's whatever. It's the Bengals defense. I mean, it's just – it's 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 everybody. It's every wide receiver. It's just anybody that's open. Fitzmagic's just going to put the, put the Excalibur in his hand and he's just going to fling it 
to uh, to a young King Arthur, uh, the Sword in the Stone, because Fitzmagic is Merlin, and that's what he does. He just flings some swords to just random people, and he just makes people King of Camelot or the Knight of the Round Table or whatever the fuck you call it. That's what he does best. Love me some Fitzmagic. It's all about the magic. Um, I don't even want to say anything about the Bengals side of the ball other than obviously you've got to give the go-ahead to Mixon. Yeah, to Joe. That's it. I mean, he, he's he been doing really well. He's been doing yep. pretty damn good. And you can't, you can't deny it at this point. They're just going to just cram him up the middle harder than uh, – than 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 Skippy peanut butter on a PB and J, just cram it right in the middle, put it in your mouth and eat it. There you go, Joe Mixon peanut butter comparison. Um, he would definitely be. I feel like he would be Peter Pan, uh, peanut butter if possible, just because he could fly up the middle and get you good fantasy production. <laughs> That's the safest uh, play on the table. So I'm not even going to add anything for the sake of time. Right. Peter Pan, peanut butter. Steelers, Jets. I heard an interesting take on this game, and I feel it. So, obviously, we have the narrative of the Le'Veon Bell revenge game, correct? We did. I think this is more of a Steelers defense revenge game. Agree. Okay, so I heard this. So, Mike Dempsey actually was the person that I heard say this. On uh, on Instagram, I was watching a Sirius XM clip, and I listened to it. I was like, "Damn, it is true." Because it's like we haven't seen anything out of the O line in New York, and that's what he was saying. He was like, "Are they? Do you think that the the New York just magically grow an offensive line? Like, <laughs> like, like everybody has the narrative." And and everybody wants to, but like if you have Le'Veon Bell, it's like I have Boston Scott on my bench. Do I start Boston Scott over Le'Veon Bell? Hell no. I don't think you can do that. So it's like you gotta do what you gotta do. I'm so down on Le'Veon Bell. There's a lot of people I would bench him for. Would you bench it for Boston Scott? Ooh, that's pushing it. Mm-hmm. I would definitely consider it the way the Jets have been using other running backs. Boston Scott's coming off at least two double-digit games in a row, and one of those games he went over 20. I think Boston Scott's playing against the the Dallas Cowboys in a big matchup. I just – I have a lot of respect for the Steelers' D. This is more of a Steelers' D thing for me. Yeah. So the Steelers' D are obviously a defense if you if you can get a hold of them or you have them in your championship game that I think that you should be playing. Even at home in East Rutherford for the Jets. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell is such a disappointment this season, and that has a lot to do with the O-line and, and Adam Gase for sure. We've bashed Adam Gase several times, but just overall tough season for, for Le'Veon Bell owners. And I think that Jamison Crowder gets more love than Robbie Anderson in this one. Big facts. Yep. Okay. We're agreeing more than usual. I know. This is weird. Giants-Redskins. Um should we skip this one? Yeah, play Saquon, play Terry McLaurin. Yeah, play your obvious guys. Terry McLaurin. This okay. is a good one for us to skip. Panthers, Colts. 
Um, the way we saw the Colts play on Monday night, the way I saw the Colts play Monday night inside the dome, it was like they didn't even play uh, because they really didn't. They only scored um, one touchdown. But the one player that I will say is has that I saw catch pretty much the most passes out of anybody was Jack Doyle. So Doyle rules. Doyle is back in town, especially with you know with 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 Ebron Bron. He crushed having, me, having his woes. I just every, it, it felt like every time I like was looking on the field, I saw Jack Doyle catching a pass. He had two catches. Yeah, well, I must have like literally only watched the Colts <laughs> play like a couple of times because it almost was like every time the Colts had possessions, I was just like watching like Jacoby Brissett either get sacked. Are like just the defense dominate completely. And I true. do remember Jack Doyle catching the ball, and I feel like he caught it way more than than two times. But I guess he only did catch it two times. Trust me, I'm not. I'm not saying this because I'm. I'm saying this because I started Jack Doyle in the championship. I was probably making more content than watching most of the Colts possessions. <laughs> That's probably what was going down. <laughs> Well, he is still a good play. I mean, he's got to throw the ball somewhere. He was targeted five times. So there you go, Chase. He was targeted five times. He caught the ball twice. There we there go. go. And see, playing against the Panthers, too, you got to dig that. And then also, I don't think there was a whole lot of Jared Cook love. I think he had like nine fantasy points against the Colts. So, you know, who's to say that Ian Thomas is going to do bad? But here's the problem that I have with the Panthers this week. Kyle Allen is not playing. Who's next? Is it Will Greer? It's Will, Will Greer. Greer. And I don't know jack shit about this Will Greer guy. And I haven't done any research on him because technically I don't really have any players for the Carolina Panthers. So this is all I'm going to say. Don't be dumb. Play Christian McCaffrey if you got him. If you don't, avoid the Panthers. Yeah, I mean, I would just treat if you're someone out there that's contemplating playing these guys just treat Will can you but can, but can you confidently fire up dj Moore with will greer i would treat will greer exactly like you've been treating kyle allen really i mean kyle I allen's just been pretty below average i don't know i feel like I, the I feel first like four a, weeks i feel like this is a nathan peterman moment waiting to happen yeah I was wanting Kyle Allen to be so good. I mean, I wanted him to be good and for Cam to be done and all that stuff. But after a few weeks of film came out on him, he was just dumped down to McCaffrey, dumped down to McCaffrey. I would, I really would just, if you don't know anything about him and you don't want to take the time, treat him like you would a rookie quarterback that's coming in for his first start, which is usually not – you're usually terrified to do that. Right. But this this puts a lot of DJ Moore owners in a tough position that are in a championship game. So it's like – you know, I'm playing DJ Moore. You're playing DJ Moore in that situation. Colts defense has not been good lately. The secondary's been bad. We just saw. So is it more of a you have to play him play, or is it just like you're fully confident that he's going to just slay worlds? It's not that. It's the it's the first thing you said. It's okay. if, it's you it's, have to play him. No, it's not. You have to play him. It's what would you be putting in for him, and why are you doing it? Right, like if you have to like dip deep down low, like if you have to go pick up, you know, somebody like, uh, I don't know, would you play Brashad Perryman over DJ Moore? That's a close one, and that's a good example. So yeah, that's a push. If I'll say this, I 100% am with your take. 
off all Panthers if this was a matchup against a tough defense. Okay. I mean, that's fair enough. Colts are a mediocre defense. They've just kind of lost their way, man, and they weren't even covering Michael Thomas. Big facts, yeah. I mean, but, it, but I mean, you can't guard Mike. Literally, it's his Twitter handle. I agree. Everyone was getting open, though. Jerry Cook, one of your favorites, he was getting open. Everybody. Mm-hmm. It was hoop. There it is, game. Loved it. Um, okay. Ravens-Browns. I'm lucky enough to be playing against Baker Mayfield, and I also have no – there's no way in hell that they win this game again. They, they're not going to beat the, the Ravens twice. There's no way in hell. I, I'm just, like, hoping for a meltdown. Like a complete – I want to see the Browns go ahead and just bottom out even more than they have. Yeah, everybody's like, do not start Odell Beckham. And it's like, you took this long to say that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you took this long to say don't start him? Like, Marcus Peters is obviously going to be all over his ass. It's been such a disaster. The whole season. I mean, when do we – what's your take on when we see Freddie Kitchen fired and when we see Odell Beckham traded? Like, which, is it, how quickly does all that it's, happen? It's uh, – Does Freddie Kitchens get fired right like the day after the season? I don't think Freddie Kitchens is is uh, going to get He's fired done. until, like, um, at least one more season. The Browns have this weird thing about them where, like, they just hold on for like two years. I think it's going to be more of a situation like we saw with Hugh Jackson where he's going to get like one more chance, but then like if they're just horrible by like week five or week week seven next season, he'll be fired midseason. Gotcha. That's the take I wanted. I want to see where you were. Yeah, so that's where I'm at with it. But um, for, for this game, uh, obviously, you know, it's going to be tough for the Browns, but – yeah, Nick Chubb. I don't. I don't see any reason to, to bench him after what he's been doing. Kareem Hunt's another guy that I like that could be sneaky for a flex play this week. Um, but as as far as the uh, as as far as the the passing goes, like I think that the most points you're going to get out of any wide receiver will obviously be Jarvis. But I think that this Ravens defense is going to be brutal. I think they're going to come out swinging, like harder than they've ever hit like they 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 know that they're not going to lose this game and they can't lose to the browns again they can't like let them be their kryptonite they're going to just dominate and then as far as the the raven side of the ball you i don't even have to say his name you know who to start um but as far as the wide receiver situation goes um this Mark Andrews really is the only confident person you can have, and that's that's it on that one. That's, that's yep. all we got for that game. That's the best fantasy analysis game every year. The best team every week is you just say Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, and then you mix in some Mark Ingram and you move on. There you go. Jags, Falcons. Uh, Tom Coughlin got fired today. Uh, he got fired Wednesday. I don't know if Was you saw that, that. That came out of nowhere, right? Yeah, it was just kind of like, hey, get out of here. Amir it's Khan, it. or whatever his name is, Mr. Looking Khan. to get younger. Yeah, he's uh, he's like, hey, you, you, you won two Super Bowls. Good job. Get out of here. Um, you're old. Go home. Drink your Folgers. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, so Jags are going to be looking for a, um, a new manager. Uh, but with this game, 
I mean, I think that we're obviously going to see the uh, the Falcons do really well for the rest of the way because because he just that 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 Matt Ryan loves to just play ball when he knows he has nothing to play for. So I like the Falcons this week. I like Julio this week. Um, Jaguars side of the ball. Um, honestly, I don't even know how you have Fournette in your league if uh, if you're in the championship. But if you got him, play him. Yeah, I'm, I'm done with the Falcons trying to predict them. It was like the nail in the coffin. I've come on I don't the like this game. Yeah, I don't either. And I've said on this podcast, like, if you carved out just that division, like the Saints games and the Falcons games, my record for the best bets would be would be just crazy. Um, for some reason, I've not been able to get these teams right. And the nail in the coffin was last week when the Falcons scored in the very last play of the game to yeah. – to cost us and the Patreon subscribers a a great day. Still was still was four and three, which is a winning day. But we were going to be, I think, five and two or six and one if it wasn't for some crazy stuff at the end. So I'm I'm done with the Falcons trying to predict when they win and when they lose. They should easily handle them if you look at just the talent level of these rosters. Um, is Chris Conley is is Chark out again? I believe so. Yeah. So you, if you, I don't, you I don't can, see, I don't see why any reason for them to play him anymore the rest of this year, honestly. Yeah, I think he's out the rest of the year. So you could do worse than if you're like, if you're one of those teams that somehow had uh, Mike Evans or Chris God or Chris Godwin or some other injury, you could do worse than like throwing Chris Conley in your flex. Be careful, but he's going to be on the field a lot. <laughs> be prepared. He scored twenty points last week, two touchdowns. You know, it was a woofer. So Gardner Minshew's got to throw the ball somewhere, right? He does, but don't play Gardner Minshew in your championship game. As much as I love him, don't. I do finally it. have gotten through to you. You don't have to. You don't have to play Gardner Minshew. You don't have to play the stash, just because he's the stash. But you do have to root for him. Yeah, I've actually let my beard grow out a little bit. I should probably you're shave. You're gonna let it keep going? I don't know, man. It's going to be cold this weekend, so I'll probably keep my beard. I'll probably keep the beard for a little bit. Is it snowing in Nashville? No, but today was the coldest day in in a long time. I walked from the office to my car, and I was literally – it takes a lot for me to say, like, I'm freezing. And I was on the phone, and I said, like, I'm literally shaking. I'm so cold. It was 22. Ooh. And it was windy. I I better pack some jackets. Yeah, it should be better, but it's still cold. Okay, I'm gonna pack some jackets. You should. All right, so let's talk about the game that we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be around or attending, whatever. Saints Titans. So obviously, we've already discussed the whole Tannehill take. Um, not that big of a fan of it with the options that we have. However, um, if you don't have anything better to do with your time, then Tannehill it up, ride that hand. But I really like Derrick Henry the most in this game. I think that it's going to be a lot of running. I like me some Derrick. And um, and call it a hunch. I'm not going to tell you to, to go and bench every other tight end for him, but if you literally have like someone like a Nick O'Leary who is out or just like a bottom barrel tight end, there's way better options out there in the world. You want to go ahead and say his name for me, Drew? One Johnny Smith. A one Jonu Smith, yes. I do like some some tight end action for the Titans. 
So, uh, so I'm going to roll with that for that side of the ball. Derrick Henry, Jonu Smith, Saints, usual suspects. Nothing more needs to be said. Can you believe that Alvin Kamara has only had two touchdowns this year? Yeah, we've had some really, really weird fantasy years from guys like that. Le'Veon Bell. There's, there's, just, there's several that – I must put a list together. But he's, he's definitely towards the top, wouldn't you say, of just like strange – production very strange man it's almost Kelsey. like the run game hasn't been that hot i think that the biggest run game that the saints had all year was when latavius murray rushed against the uh the chicago bears right yeah that was the biggest run game but uh i think that it's just maybe alvin's just kind of like nursing something or that little that little knack the little nick that he had um the uh, the little the uh, what was it an ankle or a knee or something I, don't, I can't remember, but uh, it's just kind of been a a weird year for him. He had like a a third year. Uh, he had a a a junior. Uh, I don't even know what what I can make up for this. Um, he had a a a junior. Uh, I don't even know. Uh, you're looking for the sophomore slump or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking for that, but couldn't find a word that starts with J. Maybe like a soft J. Here's something for you. The guy that I'm playing. Junior jump back. Junior jump back. I like that. Yeah, he's got a junior jump back. I forgot what I was saying. Oh, the guy I'm playing in the championship has has him on his roster. So that just shows you how loaded his roster is. He's got the championship with with two touchdowns out of his first-round pick. Big whoa. I've seen Kamara in a lot of – I'm playing against Kamara this week too. We might be be playing the same person or like this. I don't know. We'll We'll have to chat it out. But, yeah, you agree with me, though, usual suspects with the Saints? Yeah. Um, I will say, just to make people that want to play Tannehill feel better, I'm just going to make the other argument real quick. If you think the Saints are going to score, which, Chase, you do, right? Mm-hmm. If you think the Saints are going to score and you don't think that it's going to be a blowout, which I think it's not going to be a blowout, that's a good case for Tannehill to, to, to do well. I think the Saints probably will – will score points, and they can't just run Derrick Henry up the middle all game because the Saints have a pretty good run D. So that means something's going to have to happen. Something's going to have to give either either a blowout for the Saints or Tannehill's going to have to do something. So just wanted to make the, the other side of the argument feel better if they want to play him. There's way worse quarterbacks on the board than, than Ryan Tannehill. Big facts. Raiders, Chargers, don't really want to talk much about this game either. Um, the one player I will say that I do like in this matchup is, uh, Mike Williams against the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Call it a hunch. I like, I like it. it. Raiders I'm defense a, sucks. I'm yeah. I'm a fan of the Mike, that. fan of the Mike, fan of the Hunter Henry. Um, I'm always about the Henry big on the Henry. I got some big, some big news on this one. Phillip rivers doesn't have sex. He does not this week. Okay. He's not going to let the Raiders do what he, they did to him earlier in the season again, right? That's right. Okay. No sex for Phil. Fire him up. Okay. You we got you, some big news on this game. What's the big news? Sorry to get us off Philip Rivers. I, I prefer, for the record, to talk about Philip Rivers over this. Um, but Josh Jacobs is out which makes DeAndre Washington like the go-to flex play of the week if you need somebody. 
What about Jalen Richard? Or him. Plug him in there. But Washington is going to be the DFS chalk at 4K. He's going to push over. He's going to be so highly owned. Just just saying. Just want to throw that out there to the listeners that if you are desperate for a start and Josh Jacobs is out, we know Gruden does not like passing the ball like 40, 50 times with Derek Carr. So they're going to try to run. Those carries are going to take place. They're just not going to take place with somebody like Jacobs. Not a Jacobs caliber player. Okay. So take it, eat it up, scrum diddly umptious. Next game, Lions-Broncos. I don't even want to talk about this game either. I don't, I don't really care to discuss any players here. Um, but I will say that, like, your usual suspect guys that you have that have been starting to be forever, like your wide receiver ones that you might have drafted, like Kenny Galladay, um, Broncos. I mean, I think is Noah Font still, like, hurting? Is his shoulders still, like, banged up real bad? Haven't seen anything else come out about it. Yeah, man, this game is ugly. Yeah, it's like, it's like what's the point, right? I don't – I mean, if you if you have, I'll put it to you this way: I legit just don't even want to talk about this game. Like, but if you have a player from this game, like, and you're listening to this right now, just hit us up on Twitter, and I will do whatever research I got to do, and I will kind of make a judgment call from the gut and give you the gut call from it. I'll put it that way. Like, there's just a couple of these games I don't even want to discuss. I mean, we're getting into the last three games of the, of the Sunday slate, so these are all three games that have to be discussed, but. The Lions Broncos is like the last one that I really don't care to discuss. Yeah, I don't think you're really playing these guys unless you're desperate. Okay, so moving on. Uh Cardinals Seahawks. Obviously, Chris Carson. Obviously, Tyler Lockett. Josh Gordon has been suspended from the NFL once again for violating drugs and alcohol, whatever. I mean, he moved to Seattle. The Patriots let him go, obviously. I I really honestly think that they knew about this, and that's why they let him go. For sure, man. I mean, they went through the trouble of last year, like the the most crucial moments when they were going to rely on him. He had to step away from the game, and they were like, you know what? We're going to keep him. We're going to go through the offseason. We're going to bring him back. They were patient. So for them to just – all of a sudden releasing, we know that something was up. They yeah. knew something. He, I heard he wasn't showing up on time and like not working hard. Combine, combine that with it. They knew he was smoking again. And that's why he's gone. And that's why he moved, went to Seattle. And then it took what, four weeks? Yeah, it wasn't long at all. And then he. It's sad though. I like Josh Gordon now. It's just like, I don't think he comes back from this. No, he doesn't. It's pretty much done. So that's why I went ahead and like and made the call. Uh, hit up David Irving uh, on uh, Instagram, and I was like, yo, it's time to just holler at Josh. Obviously, weed is a huge part of his life. So go make a career out of marijuana, you know. Go make it, do, do what David's doing. David got out of the NFL. He's got a pretty awesome business startup called, uh, called the Cannabis Passport. He's doing a lot of different things with CBD and marijuana, and he's following his passion with it. So it's like, you know, I think that Josh Gordon would be a great person to – follow up with something like that, especially with the big boom of CBD and marijuana kind of hitting, you know, America now. I think that he would be a really awesome person. I think he'd be really successful at it as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
just don't see with you if you look at the production with Gordon recently and his age and it's just it's time for new things. Yep, big time. So usual suspects the Seahawks, Cardinals. This is my only thing I'm going to say. If you have Larry Fitzgerald on your roster and you are just having like let's say you have like Chris Godwin and you had Larry Fitzgerald on the bench, I'm fully okay with putting Larry Fitzgerald in and playing him because this is probably going to be the last season he plays. And I think that one of these games he's going to hit big on. There's only two more games left. I think that he could – this could be a game where he's like, I'm going to do it for the people that own me in fantasy. Don't like be it. crazy. But no, I, that's not – That's I can get behind crazy chase take on this one because I – we've seen in every season before, like except for this season, he's had those random games he pops off, even at old age. Mm-hmm. So we haven't seen it this year. And I think this Colin is Murray's like, throwing it around, and Seahawks defense is nothing special. I like Christian Kirk, even though he kind of burned us last week. But I don't think the Seahawks defense is just going to completely shut down this Cardinals offense. How are they leading the NFC right now? Good question. Um, timely offense, timely defense. That's that's really my answer. It's not like they're the best at defense or the best at offense. Just Got Russell Wilson. You're always in the game. Pete Carroll, Hubba Bubba. You know what I mean. Always got a big, got a big wad of Hubba Bubba in. There you Uh, go. Big Hubba Bubba game. But yeah, I love Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, I don't mind firing him up at all. Um, Cowboys Eagles. I've had a lot of questions about this when I had somebody hit me up. Should I start Drake? Yeah, Drake. Oh, the oh the Drake. That, do you go back to the well for more? We just got to talk about him real quick. We have to talk about the Drake. Yeah, I guess you play him. I thought that they were going to go by committee with this, all these running backs, but they literally gave him like every touch except for a few. It's it's the Drake season. So play him. Cliff Kingsbury loves the Drake. I forgot about the Drake. I was going to let it slip, and then usually See, we, we remember to- that he only had like, what, four touchdowns last yeah. week, you know? I was like, we we are a fantasy show, so. Yeah, the Drake. See, that's why why, why I'm glad you're here. You remember guys like the Drake. The Drake. The Drake. Okay, Okay. back to your Cowboys. Sorry, I had to cut you off. Cowboys, Eagles. I had somebody hit me up um, on Twitter, and shout out to all you guys, again, that are are hitting me up and doing – because, like, I'm telling you, like, I can sit here and talk about this, and there's some things I just get stupid interested in, some things I'm just kind of like, yeah. But uh, but this one was was huge. This one was heavy. Um, I, he hit me up last week with the same question, and I, I ended up doing right by him. Uh, he has Wentz and Trubisky. Told him last week, start Wentz over Trubisky. Did well. He came back and asked me the same thing again. And I told him, you want to start Wentz again. The reason I say that is because I feel like when you have players that have something they're actually playing for, they play a little harder. Um, and I think that Carson Wentz in this this situation, I think it's going to be the same. I don't think this is going to be a uh, your normal type of game. I mean, I think they were questioning if Dak was even going to play this week, if I'm not mistaken. I think there was really? some stuff. I think there was some stuff that came out. I may or may not have read an an article or read something talking about Dak Prescott having some sort of like minor injury. 
he's limited in practice. Yeah. So, um, I, I definitely think he's going to play They're They're not just not going to play him, especially knowing that the NFC East is still for the taking and it's between these two teams. Yeah. He's playing. Yeah. He's got to play. So either way it goes, I think this is going to be a very hard fought game, a very tough battle. I do like Carson Wentz in this game, even though he barely has anyone to throw to. Um, Dallas Godert, Zach Ertz, really his big two options. Arcega Whiteside is just I, – I liked him, but, like, that dude can't run routes to save his life, and he just, like, got in the way all last week. I don't know if you saw watching any film, but he was just fucking up his routes, like, really bad. Yeah, yeah, he's done, man. Greg Ward's way better. Greg Ward's where it's at. Boston Scott, like we said, has been a, a waiver wire savior. So uh, if you've had him the past few few weeks, uh, I would say keep riding him. I don't think that production is going anywhere. Him and Miles Sanders are doing the damn thing. They got a very young running core now with, with Howard being out. So um, definitely roll with some Boston Scott, roll with some Miles Sanders. I'm really comfortable firing a lot of these, both of really these offenses up. The run game, Carson Wentz, your tight ends, um, I'm okay with all of them. Cowboys side of the ball, I'm okay with uh, with with Amari. I think Amari's going to have him a way better game than he has been having. Um, Michael Gallup's kind of been taking kind of a side seat recently. This is the breakout. Yeah. So This is my – I'm calling the breakout, but we are a little different on this game overall. I don't, I don't think it's going to be high score, man. I don't – I would tell your your buddy or whoever's reached out, while I agree that Wentz is uh, more of a – probably the better of the two options he presented, I would be interested to say, hey, okay, Wentz is my answer, but who's on your waiver? Very true, because if he has, like, Fitzpatrick. Yeah, Fitzpatrick over Wentz. Yeah. Wentz doesn't have Alshon Jeffrey. I've heard something about – Nelson Aguilar coming back possibly, but it's not like that guy's going to be the, be a savior. He's questionable. It could end up being a lot of running. Yeah, it was a tough question, but I just didn't really know how I felt about Trubisky. And we we can kind of, I mean, if there's anything else you want to say about the Cowboys, definitely do. Uh, before I get into the Trubisky talk, but no, the Cowboys, I'm higher on that side of offense. Like you're playing Cooper, you're playing. I think you should play Gallup against the the Philly secondary than. No one's mentioned Zeke. The Eagles side's a little bit tougher for me. But these division matchups are so weird. They could go – I could see it being your shootout that you're kind of saying, or I could honestly see this being just that ugly game with field goals and it kind of just – it kind of just shows how their whole season has gone, which is just ugly and no consistency. The boo-boo game. The boo-boo game. There you go. Okay. I mean, I'll, I'll take what you're saying. I just personally think that it's going to be like, a, okay, you scored on me. Well, we want to be in this game way more, so we're going to keep scoring. I think it's just going to be a back-and-forth tit-for-tat kind of thing. But <clears throat> I see it just being a, a fight to the death, dude, for the NFC East. Who do you pick? Um, Definitely got to go Cowboys. I think they're going to take it in the end. But I yeah. definitely see it being more of a high-scoring game. And Cowboys choke if they lose this game. If you look at the two rosters, the Cowboys should win. Yeah, you know, it's like either either way it goes. Like if the Cowboys get into the playoffs, I think that they actually have what it takes to possibly win one. If the Eagles get in the playoffs, it's bye-bye. Like <laughs> It's over. 
with it before right. it even starts. Nick Foles is gonna is gonna just come hang out and put on a, a Eagles jersey and play for him because that's the only way the playoffs work. Um, but Carson Wentz wants to be there bad. You know, he's had to sit for two years in the playoffs and watch somebody else win a, a Super Bowl for him. So it's uh, <clears throat> you know, he he wants it. He's ready to eat, and I think that that's gonna be the passion that fuels him. I think that's what's going to actually make him a really good <laughs> option. It's so true, man. Like that's that's so true. He, it's going to take him winning a Super Bowl for people to ever like him, like they liked Foles. Yep, that's it. We want Big Dick Carson. So let's see if we can get it. <laughs> um, but but with uh, Trubisky take, if that's all you guys say there, I'll move into this Bears Chiefs game, which is the Sunday night game. Should be a great Sunday night game, by the way. I Good love point. I love the. Uh, I love the matchup here. However, I think this is way more of a run game for the Bears than it is a pass game. But the only other thing aside from that is Trubisky can run too. We haven't seen much of it this season, but he could bring it out at any time. He's been he's been doing it lately. Yeah, the, trend the trends up. Trends up. Love Allen Robinson. Gotta love that guy. Um, but I the only thing that I'm worried about is like, I think we both talked about, I think you brought it up actually chiefs defense has been playing a little bit edgier. Yeah. I don't um, like the bears run game. You don't like the bears run game at all. No, no, thank you. Okay. No, no David Montgomery possibly having another big boy game. I've seen enough from that. The system's broken. Offensive okay. line's not helping him out. David Montgomery still like, he really isn't, NFL running back yet. Hate to say it. He Burn. burned you in a few leagues, didn't he? He burned me in all of them. I literally I'm probably gonna start Boston Scott over him. If you if if you feel because like I'm either way with David Montgomery at this point. Like it's like I'm not really worried whether I start him or sit him. I mean I'm gonna be sick to my stomach if I sit him for Boston Scott and he goes the fuck off. Um I wanna believe that he'll go the fuck off. But I mean, there's if you go and listen, you could probably call me a hypocrite for saying like, I used to bash the Chiefs D, but we've seen consecutive performances against Ty- the Honey Badger's been heating up, bro. Tyron Matthews yeah. been feeling himself, and that's what I'm looking at. That's why I feel like Trubisky might not be, you know, the best option. I like I said, I do like Allen Robinson, and you know, I do like uh, I do like the uh, the boy David Montgomery. I really do like him this week. I can't lie to myself. I like I like him. I think he's going to be fine. But you know, with with Trubisky and Wentz, like I said, I just I think that Wentz is going to be playing a lot harder. And then who's to say Trubisky gets in there since they have nothing to play for now, and like throws like an interception or two, and then Chase Daniels just rolls in. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I don't see it, man. No, they Trubisky. As much as we talk crap about him the first half of the year, he's been playing a lot better. They're they're yeah. gonna ride it out. I I don't think they're gonna do that. Okay. Well, but we never I, know. What, we never know Matt Nagy, right? <laughs> Matt Nagy, dude, could have a. He might forget to take his freaking uh, his Zoloft, and he might fucking put that motherfucker in. You never know. But, is this the uh, Monday night game? No, this is a Sunday night game. Okay, gotcha. But uh, but the Chiefs side of the ball, dude. Mecole Hardman has been uh somebody that you could get off the waiver wire if you lost some wide receivers. And I don't mind playing Miko Hardman 
if uh, if you have like no body at wide receiver or if like you picked him up off the waiver wire, I don't recommend starting him over a lot of different wide receivers. But if it's like you know between him or JJ Arcega Whiteside, you know who to go with. You, know, you go with Miko. But usual suspects in general, I think for this one, uh, I think the run game is going to be pretty weak. And uh, I think Khalil is just going to want to Khalil out just because he can. So, um, but I still ultimately think Patrick Mahomes is going to slay worlds. I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, I don't have a lot to say about this game, honestly. I do think it has potential to be better than people think. And you're not benching any of your main Chiefs guys. That's the easy side. I think the tough side is deciding what you want to do with your Bears guys. That's the tough. That's the tough part. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Like I'm gonna say, my gut, my hunch says that David Montgomery is gonna be okay, and whether you want to start him or sit him is up to you completely. What do but you think? Okay, like what do you what are you gonna be happy with? I'm gonna be happy with with at least like I, I think that he can at least get 15 points in this so game. Get, so you're saying he's getting in the end zone? Yeah, he'll definitely get a touchdown in this game. So. I'm uh, and I'm good with that. I'm good with, if he can get if he can get me over twelve points. I'm good. The dude's got one touchdown. But the season's coming to an end. Got to get another one sometime, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm surprised. I'm almost like impressed that you're still. If I know Chase and you've had him all year and he's kind of screwed you in so many leagues, I'm surprised you're able to still stick with him. I'm kind of proud of you. Yeah, I mean, I have, dude. I've been I've been pretty true to David Montgomery, and I've uh. I've started him because, like, I just feel like I, I when I watch him and I see him run and have his little moments, like I, I do see greatness and I see great things coming for him. Um, I just think that he's got to get a better, better coach, and um, you know, I, the O line's just got to step up a little bit. Yeah, he's not in a situation that he's been like set up to succeed in his right. defense. You know, like between <clears throat> exactly. Matt Nagy abandoning, he'll randomly abandon the run game, mm-hmm. and then that joint with them. Not he so forgets great. to take his O off. You're right. So that's it. H. John Benjamin, stop fucking up the Bears. Um, but yeah, that is the Sunday slate rundown. We we might we might have got a little spacey there at the end. Tired boy time. Um, but great week for hitting us up on Twitter. Great week for hitting us up on Instagram. Wherever, whenever, go to Patreon, write us messages, comment on our stuff on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash garage guys. Um, but we need you guys. You know, you're going to listen to this show. You're going to hear our initial thoughts and takes, but it's imperative that you hit us up online and hit us up more than normal this week and let us know what's up. And we're going to be glad to help you. It's a championship game. You got to win this thing. If you're a garage fan and you're in the championship, you better hit us up. Let us know what's going on. We want to root for you. We want to pull for you. We'll even give you a shout out to do awesome things. So hit us up. Let us know what's going on. Um, be in Nashville this week. Me and Drew will probably have some content and cool stuff up over the weekend. So be on the lookout for it. Drew, do you have any final uh, thoughts or final statements? I do. So I'm excited about this weekend and in closing, uh, Jeff, if you're still listening, I'd like you to reach out and say, um, give me chase, give me a code word. Just anything that comes to mind. Mm, green. So Jeff, if you're still listening, find a way to contact me, message me the word green 
and I will send you a DraftKings lineup or I will submit one on your behalf. Ooh, we better hope Jeff stayed and listened. And this will be just a fun little game we have here. So if you're listening, I will do that and see if you have some better uh, DFS luck than your eighth place. Uh, the results speak for themselves. The, the results, results speak. speak for themselves. That's my closing comment. The results speak for themselves. It almost sounds like his name is Robert Paulson, but you wouldn't know anything about that because after an entire NFL season, you have probably still failed to watch Fight Club. And what's something else? You Some kind of E60 or 30 for 30? You uh, told me I had to watch Mike and Mike is a good one. Not Mike and Mike, was it? I think it was Mike and Mike. I can't remember. It was somebody about it's something that inspired you, the podcasting. Mike and Mike. Oh. Or no, okay. no. Mike and the Mad Dog. There you go. There you go. Now you're hot. Mike and the Mad Dog. You've been telling me like four or five times I had to watch that. Yeah, do you love Mike and the Mad Dog, man? Yeah, it's okay. uh they're, they're, they're awesome. Well, hey, you know what? There's no excuses. You got this weekend. If, we don't, if we're not watching football, we'll, uh, we'll watch Mike and the Mad Dog and Fight Club. There we go. You can hold me accountable, accountable right in front of my – That's you it. Know, you, you can't leave this room until you watch Fight Club. I'll, like, go into your freezer and throw ice cubes at your head until you, like, watch it. That sounds <laughs> – hey. It's like a concussion, man. I have to get to the <laughs> concussion protocol. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm like Antonio Brown. <clears throat> Guys, hit us up. Best of <laughs> luck. Oh, God, that motherfucker. I literally I blocked him from Twitter, by the way. Oh, man. I can't, I can't deal with it anymore. I had to let we it have go. To end the, we have to end the show. We do have to end the show. All right, Garage Fam, we love you. Hit us up. Sports. Party. Repeat. Is ruled by thugs even more ruthless than LA's most violent gangs. You know, the Crips and Bloods tried to establish themselves here. These guys killed them. Simple as that. Gone. See you later. We look at gangs like this, it's like a car would move to us. But a gang, it takes 15 people to get in two cars and do a drive by and kill one person. In New Orleans, I just saw one person kill 15 people. Definition of living dead. Got a dead bitch gave a head. Two little flowers growing on my bed. Rust some blood settle on my leg. Broke a soul, but I'm breaking bread. Head dreading buff and wake a man. Peaky pilot shirt up, I'm swinging like a helicopter. Got it covering this chopper, spitting out the yappers. Got the drama with the llama. I could get you to Nevada. Running pockets proper, we create our own coma. Balboa, I don't know you know a side soldier. Need the keys to the rover, y'all scared, Koa. Mumbling up in this discussion The public destruction I'm up in flames Soldier by the lake Feeling like I'm in the Navy But I pull up in the tag Yeah, sipping the tag I'm the banana cake Can't go through the next line Line, move you looking blind Can't rate through the black 
just got back from the wild. Heard the bang, hit the bank, bad fright on the floor. Back in New Orleans, now everybody wonder score. I'm trying to finesse the lesson into something more. I'm drawing a blank on who the fuck you is.